Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I gotta admit, I'm not a big fan of Italian horror. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Manhattan Baby, which released in 1982, from writers Eliza Brigante and Dardano Sacchetti, and directed by Lucio Fulci. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows the Hacker family, specifically Professor George Hacker, the father. He's taken his family to Egypt, and while looking through some tombs, he is blinded by a blue laser. His daughter Susie is approached by a strange blind lady who gives her a strange amulet. As the family return to America, especially with the dad having to see a doctor for his blindness, Susie and her brother Tommy start to go on voyages with their magical amulet, and it is revealed that Susie may be possessed by a malevolent spirit. So this was the movie that ended the partnership or the relationship between Lucio Fulci and Fabrizio uh, oh. D'Angelo, I think okay. it is. Uh, they had a working relationship and they'd worked on uh, City of the Living Dead and mm. Zombie Flesh Eaters and The Beyond and mm. a couple of other ones. But yeah. there was some trouble behind the scenes with this film. <laughs> Apparently Lucio Fulci didn't even want to make this film. Yeah. Uh, but because his producer and collaborator friend insisted on it, he went ahead and he was promised a budget of over 800 million Italian currency. Right, sure. right. I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not dollars, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the budget was halved either just before production or during production. Yeah. And so Lucio Fulci had this entire kind of idea and he wanted to play more with optical effects instead of puppets and, you know, and, and, and gore on screen. He wanted to do some after effects on the movie. Right, right. Uh, and sort of go in a different direction, but with all that budget being cut... And then, well, the film finally being what it is, he turned around and went, yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> and and then he, him and his partner split and they never worked together again. So, yeah. so definitely some drama behind this film. But then it also doesn't help that this film also irritated Sam Raimi <laughs> when it released because right. the film was originally going to be titled The Evil Eye. And uh, the studio were just like, no, 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 no. we're going to change this to Manhattan Baby. Just like you've got Rosemary's Baby that did really well, so putting Baby in the title, so we're just going to call it right, Manhattan right, Baby. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. But for the American release, we're going to call it something else. We're going to call it The Eye of the Evil Dead. And Sam Raimi was like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait, you're capitalizing on not just Rosemary's Baby, but now Evil Dead as well. Yeah. And they're like, nah, it's, it's what we do. <laughs> it's what we did. We did it with Zombie 2. <laughs> right. But Sam Raimi found out that Lucio Fulci had no control over the distribution. Yeah. And so he kind of took, I guess, pity on him and just went, oh, I'm not going to pursue this legally. Yeah. And just, just let it go. And, well, I think that's what most of cinema fans have also done, is kind of let this one go. Yeah. Because it's not one of the forefronts of this man's career. It's not the one that everyone really talks about. It's either the Beyond or Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it's kind of interesting, at least, to go and look at maybe one of his lesser-known movies. But I also know that you're not a fan of Italian horror, and I'm not really a fan of Italian horror either. No, I, I mean, I've honestly tried. I really have over the years, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll use Zombie Flesh Eaters as an example. You know, back in the day, watch Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, 
Evil Dead and everyone's like, oh, you got to watch this other, you know, Italian zombie horror movie. Oh, my God, it's gory as hell. And I was like, oh, my God, i got to watch it. You know, it's been banned. You know, it's something like a shark. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's, it's there's a woman. She gets a piece of splinter shoved right in her eye. And you're like, oh, fucking hell. And then I sat down and I watched Zombie Flesh Eaters or Zombie 2 or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, really? That's what everyone's talking about. Like the, the only great moments in that movie are kind of the gore effects or or the, the skewer to the eye or a zombie biting a shark. I mean, I, I really like the, the stuff set in the city with the fat zombie at the beginning and the zombies walking across the bridge. But the fact that it was called Zombie 2 because Dawn of the Dead was released in Italy and they re-edited it and re-scored it and then they re-released it and then went, oh, well, we're going to make a, a zombie movie and it's basically the sequel to Dawn of the Dead. And I'm like, ah, uh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You ever heard of copyright, motherfucker? You, you, you can't do that, but... It's what we do. That's just <laughs> what we do. And so I, I, I've always tried to watch Italian horror, you know, to get the experience, but I've never got on through an Italian horror movie and gone, oh man, that was fucking amazing. Oh my God, that, that was that was great. Even, like you said, City of the Living Demons. Dead. <laughs> oh man, I, it's like, like... That was the first one for me. <laughs> like, 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 Demons, I, I, I want to I say it's all right. Oh, okay, that's good. That's all right. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's not amazing. No. You know, it's not like... Like, what other movies came out in 1982? The Thing, Poltergeist. You know, those are movies that you literally can just, if you've seen, you remember certain sequences and certain things that are said, and the movie just sticks in your head. This fucking piece of shit I was watching, oh man, I so wanted to turn it off 30 minutes in, 45 minutes in, an hour, and luckily it's only an hour and a half. But I just... I understand that they, they lost funding and their hearts weren't in it, but just sometimes the story doesn't work in the film. The acting is so bad, it doesn't work with the story. The director isn't working with the actors. You know, he's just trying to do his own little thing. And then they just, they, they, they have these ideas to try and shock the audience to go, oh, you remember that movie? Oh yeah, that's why you watched it. And it's like, Honestly, I was watching this and it felt like I was watching The Keep all over again. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Now, uh, the film, I like, one of the things I always have when I'm thinking about an Italian horror, the first thing that comes to my mind is weird colors. Yep, yep. Insects yes. and snakes. Okay, right. The opening shot of this movie was a scorpion. I was just like, tick first box. <laughs> tick first box. <laughs> and we get introduced to George, who picks up this scorpion. He puts it in a little a little container and he's yeah. like, that's for my kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's like, right, I'm driving off now. See you. <laughs> oh, okay. And so uh, clearly they, they must have been inspired by The Exorcist because we yeah. know there's a sort of supernatural tale here. Yeah. And we're in Egypt and there, and he's, uh, I'm not sure actually what George's job is. I think he's an archaeologist. and he He's not a cryptologist or, or something. He I don't know. He finds a weird stone and the stone's got some markings on it, which they're really excited about because... You know, might decipher something. Yeah, and it's going to uncover all these different and 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 the script was just so badly written. I didn't care that he'd uncovered this stone. Well, it's because the fact that he didn't really 
show that much excitement in no. his discovery. No. As a matter of fact, no one really did. It was no. just kind of matter of fact. It was but like, no. It's like they're told as well, yeah, you can't really go into the tomb because people say that there's a curse on the tomb. And George is like, well, I'm going anyway. And his buddy's like, well, I'll come with you. And here is our first extreme eye close-up. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay, that's standard Fulci, but... <laughs> I didn't quite expect it to be quite the fetish that it is in this film, oh, is so the bad. extreme eye close-ups. Now, yeah. granted, the original film style was the evil eye, <laughs> so I can kind of understand <laughs> why that is. But when, when you're watching the film called Manhattan Baby, I'm like, well, we're in Egypt. Yeah. There's no baby. Yeah. And <laughs> we've got all these close-ups of eyes. Man, do you know... I know, I know everyone complains that I do wiki my movies. I wikied this movie. Oh, of course you And did. the wiki was more fucking exciting than the fucking oh, movie. Oh, I bet. Like, explaining this film, it will make it sound more exciting. <laughs> but, but the plot, you can surmise really quickly because th this movie doesn't really have much of a plot. No. It just goes, here's the setup. Now strange shit's going to happen for the rest of the runtime. Yeah. Now, George is here in Egypt with his wife and his daughter. They've left their son back home in New York. Yeah. And... I was trying, like, I've watched the film twice now. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And I still don't think that whatever he has unearthed is the same thing that's happening to his daughter. Because the mum leaves, what's she called, Susie? Susie, yeah. The mum yeah. leaves Susie for a moment, and Susie wanders around, and then she gets approached by this blind lady, or the lady with white eyes. Yeah, yeah. And she gives her this talisman and says, the crypt are for the dead. I was like, well, yeah, no shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, she, and the girl's like, oh, I've got this thing. And then mum comes back, can't find Susie, runs around, eventually finds Susie. I was, and, but also we've had this imagery of the sand sort of disappearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, George is, you know, going deeper into another another crypt. And he sees this weird snake thing that he spins around, which yeah. opens up a secret passage, which also shoots a snake out of the wall. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. How old is this crypt? Yeah. How long's that snake been in there? They fucking shoot. I felt bad for that fucking snake. Oh, yeah, that was a real snake. That was a real fucking uh, they snake. Actually killed. And they shot it on screen. Yeah. So when I got to the end of the film, I was like, you ain't going to see that no animals were harmed in the making of this fucking movie. No. <laughs> fucking the, the snake was a better actor <laughs> than most of the people in this film. But going back, I mean, that sequence with the blind lady, you know, she disappeared at one point, didn't she? Because there was this really wide shot. And there's yeah. a lot of wide shots, especially in the beginning of this movie in Egypt. And it looks nice, you know, the director has really gone, oh yeah, I really want to encapsulate I think it, a lot this of this stuff. I think it's actually quite cool, especially the Egyptian sort of landscapes, the cinematography's nice, the lighting's good. Yeah, that, that's good, but the close-up stuff, especially with Susie as well, when mum comes back and Susie's like, I'm here! And it's like, what's all this about? You know, we then, like you said, we're cutting back to dad in the in the crypt with his buddy, a trap door opens and him and his buddy fall down and his buddy hits the spikes at the bottom like a fucking Mortal Kombat trap. <laughs> right, hell yeah. I was like, well, it's 10 minutes in and somebody's already got a spike through the eye. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm watching a Lucio Fulci movie. Watch out! <laughs> that, that was a pretty good special effect without a body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Um, but Dad's down there, and he sees this kind of Eye of Horus kind of Egyptian thing on the wall, and uh, it shoots a blue laser in his eye and blinds him. Yeah. 
that we see him stumble out a little bit later and fall over. But I, I'm still taken aback. Like, he's down there with his friend who's dead on the spikes. And he's like, mm. Yeah. It's like, it's just no reaction <laughs> just no at all. It just carries on. No like, care. Uh, but I, I kind of, like, because there's so many, like, non-reactions to shit happening in this film by the characters, it kind of, re- it felt like a dream. And as the film would carry on, it, it envelops this dream-like quality about it. This sort of the ethereal, <laughs> unnatural supernatural feeling over it and whether it's because it's the slow pace the meandering edits uh, or, or the wide cameras coupled with the extreme close-ups of eyes mm. the whole film just felt muddled and incoherent yeah and like i said i didn't know whether the stuff that george was doing and the stuff that happened to Susie at the beginning actually was the same thing or not i just assumed it was because i wanted the fucking film to end yeah. <laughs> i just went let's keep going yeah and the the fact they head back to America so that George can see the doctor. Why the fuck did he have to put sunglasses on over his bandage eyes? <laughs> it's not even just sunglasses, it's just normal glasses. Normal glasses. Like, 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 George, you can't see. <laughs> Nobody cares. What are you trying to... You can't hide the bandages. It, it made me laugh every time. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> so I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but we get back to America and we're introduced to Tommy, the little brother of Susie. And Susie's got this magical medallion, you know, and they, their nanny, Jamie Lee, takes care of them, don't they? Jamie Lee, not Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee, not Curtis. Who's the babysitter. <laughs> and mum's dealing with dad, you know, because dad's still trying to do his job. And he, he, he can't remember or he doesn't really talk about what goes on in the crypt. Like you said, no reaction at all. It's not like he went, oh, you know, my best friend died in there. Or, or I've made a discovery of a lifetime. You know, like... There's a wide shot of that rock that they found just completely abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like they didn't even take it home or whatever. They didn't, yeah. But the film keeps pushing forward this idea that Tommy and and Susie, now with this magical medallion, can go through like a portal and go anywhere they want. Primarily yeah. Egypt. Yeah. They just keep going back to Egypt. <laughs> it starts with uh, Susie going, I've got a premonition. There's going to be storms or lightning tonight. Yeah, yeah. Mum's like, whatever. Go to bed. Yeah, we, get, yeah, we, get, we, get, we get the thunder and lightning storms in the middle of the night. And Susie's like, Mom, Dad, we'll stay in your bed. And, and like, like, no, go to bed, go to bed. child. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? And she wanders outside and... So then she looks up and goes, oh, I didn't see that before. And then starts screaming as we see the a giant medallion, I think, hanging in the window outside I, by a tree or something. I, I, well, was it hanging? Because it, it felt um, like it was Maybe it was a reflection of Reflecting it. from the wall, but it yeah. just kind of appeared. And then Susie screams and passes out. And mum comes running down and she's like, oh, my God, we need to take care of her. And I'm like... Right, but, but then Susie has the medallion again, and she's and then well, we know it's bad because the music stinger just goes dong dong as she puts it in the drawer, and then Tommy ends up like in a trance, walking towards that the door that's now yeah, yeah, a yeah. big bright light, yeah, and she's like, no, not Tommy, you can't take <laughs> so him. So bad slow motion. Tommy disappears behind the white light, and then. Yeah, then she starts screaming. Yeah. Then Dad wakes up and he's wandering around the house blindfolded with it, <laughs> trying to find it. And and so for some reason, Tommy has written in the mirror like "Daddy, help me." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because he could read that. <laughs> like, what is? Why is that even there? I want mommy help me. Seriously. Man, I don't like Italian music used in movies. Oh. And Fabio Fritzi, who did the music for this movie. 
really should not have had any more work after this movie. Well, is that because he just reused the score from The Beyond Are you, <laughs> all oh, over again? I don't know. I've never seen The Beyond, so oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to well, assume yes. He literally, well, he didn't lift the entire score, but he definitely borrowed from his own music very lazily. <laughs> what did he do? Ring James Horner. Go, How did you keep making so much music so quickly? <laughs> Easy. You just change a couple of notes and re-release it. <laughs> but there is just some really bad sequences of music, especially this fucking saxophone bit that just keeps playing <laughs> i was like can the demon go get that saxophonist <laughs> god damn it i mean at one point i thought it was just in the background i thought it was on the radio or when they're walking through the streets of new york i thought oh it's going to show some guy playing a saxophone no no it's just ambient music it's it's always the saxophone and then police sirens as well yeah. <laughs> i was like okay so that that's that's the way the film's way of going we're in new york <laughs> oh, okay we're definitely not in egypt Sure you should? Emily, I have to find out what it was that I saw in that tomb. There's just no real like tension or fear and and then and then when you start to see people getting killed off they are just such a waste of film to put these deaths on screen i really quite like this sequence where uh jamie lee not curtis is babysitting (laughs) again and uh, another snake random snake appears and so she screams and calls for security Oh god! Yeah, and, and security's like, oh, I've just woken up. What's going on? I'll be right up. I thought he was the dude from fucking demons. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, man. <laughs> he gets in the elevator, and and then the lights flicker, and then the elevator starts making noises. Why? Why does this thing attack this elevator guy? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I mean, it's inconsistent. It's incoherent. It doesn't make sense. Like, sense. we don't. Nobody else in the film even knows that the security guard disappeared nobody even realized there was a hole now at the bottom of this elevator and that's what happens the elevator (laughs) collapses and if you look at the background now we've got this in hd you can see sort of like the 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 black sheet behind it so so bad But then the same thing as like the babysitter was being attacked by a snake and that's dropped as well. Yeah. We don't even find out what happened to the snake. Tommy. Honest, I didn't mean to frighten you like that. Yeah. So it didn't even matter. Did it even happen? Didn't it's even a dream. Matter. It's just a dream. Well, we forgot as well to mention that when Dad went up to find Tommy and Susie, he got shot in the eye by another blue laser, which has healed his vision now. So is there a good demon now? I fucking don't know. Was was there one trying to help to fight the other? Why is there a blue laser? Well, it probably wanted he probably wanted better effects because the budget got slashed and that's all they got. <laughs> but why did it blind him and then unblind him? If we don't know, and the film will never explain this either. Really, I, I mean, it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. But 
Emily Hacker, the mum, I think she's a news reporter or she works for a paper. She works in some kind of fucking office. With typewriters, yeah. yeah. And the guy that she works with is just a massive, huge comedian. Luke, the comedy guy, you know, he's got those weird goggles, fake nose, and he's all about fun. And so then when mum gets a phone call from Jamie Lee telling her that the children are missing you know, and, and she's afraid to go upstairs. Mum races back and Luke's like, I'll come back with you because secretly I think I'm flirting with you, but I really want to help. And there's a weird kind of relationship going on there. And they're there. And then Luke's just like, well, I'll go up. I've got magical powers. I can open up their bedroom door. And he walks up the stairs and he's saying all these weird Abracadabra. Yeah. Voodoo, voodoo. Magical <laughs> words just to have fun. And then he opens up the bedroom door and is teleported to Egypt. Open sesame! Luke! And we find his body, like, dehydrated and dead somewhere in the sand. Yeah. I'm like, is he travelled through time and space? Did he teleport? Is he on our planet? Is he in the beyond? I don't Why know. Why is there a magical teleporter in these kids' fucking door? Who's doing it? Who's controlling it? Because there's a sequence later where where, where um, Tommy sat there reading, is it Jawbone? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know, there's an article for Jawbone. I was like, what in the hell is that? Like an unofficial Jaws sequel knockoff made in Italy that we never knew about? Yeah. And they're asking him about, like, where are you, where are you going? Where... where Where's um, Jamie Lee not Curtis? So, oh, she's on a voyage. She's, yeah. She's on a... Like, she just hasn't returned yet. Right? And and then they're like, hey, but we've been on voyages too. And occasionally the whole room fills up with sand. And then they take a sample of the sand and he's like, this sand's from Egypt. Yeah. Oh. And so, but again, with the budget being massively reduced. And of, uh, we also found out that Lucio Felci also had other scenes and other things that he wanted to, to film and to explain some of this stuff, but unable to. So... We get an explanation from Tommy, but we don't actually see it happen. No. Other than that one time he did walk into the white door light. Yeah. But it's like mum and dad are talking about Luke disappearing. But like we said, there's no... From the actors, you know, Christopher Connolly playing the dad and Laura Lindsay playing the mum, they don't emote enough to make no. you care that they care that Luke has fucking just disappeared off the face of the planet, that Jamie Lee Not Curtis has fucking disappeared off the planet, you know, that the daughter is freaking out a lot of the times and has ended up in hospital and Tommy's talking about magical teleportation. I mean, they get, they take a picture of Susie, don't they, in the middle of the park while she's roller skating yeah. and it just shows the necklace. And then some random woman finds the necklace photo, Yeah. writes the name of a guy on it, Yeah. then randomly throws it to the mum to the mum yeah and uh, and then disappears out of the movie yeah and the mum eventually finds the letter reads it finds out who the guy is and then they go and visit him yeah and then he comes to the house and he's like leave me alone with your daughter leave me alone with her Yeah, don't forget the other guy that that just somehow like some of the characters don't even get explained. I was getting real confused who was who, and there was this one guy with a beard. That's right. Who who's who's at the museum or something, and he gets bitten in the face by a snake, and he ends up with the photo in his hand. But then the, the photo, photo magical magically teleports into Susie's hand. Right. <laughs> 
Like, what the fuck? Why did it kill him? Why did it need to kill him? Why did it have to send the snake? How did the snake get from the floor to bite his face? I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of a cool POV shot, but I mean, you could just fucking... Any... It was, I mean, we're so used to killer POV shots, right? <laughs> yeah. But watching the POV shot move like a snake. I was like, well, this is different. I'll give you that. And so Adrian McCarto, the antiques dealer, yeah, like Gary said, he, he says, I'm going to come to the house and I'm going to help your daughter. And he... he he goes in there. I mean, I must have, I, I, I was real losing fucking interest. I kept telling myself to put my phone down and pay attention to the film. And then my brain was like, fuck this. And kept picking my phone back up. But he tells them to leave the room while he's there with the daughter. And then they come back into the room and he's speaking with the voice of the daughter. And he's got blood on him. While he's convulsing on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is this like body exorcist swap something? Yeah, It is like exorcist where yeah. he's now taken the demon that's possessed oh by the way because the english title for the film was the possession oh right <laughs> because apparently the little girl was being possessed this whole time yeah uh, right yeah i have okay right and so now he's taking this evil entity into himself and he goes home yeah he <laughs> takes the necklace he explains about this evil malevolent spirit anubis or some egyptian god or something it's like five thousand years old yeah and... and it's attached itself to the soul of the daughter but now he's gonna take the necklace and remove the spirit and take it upon himself and so then he goes back to his place and while he's writing because it it emphasizes that he's what well, he he has dead birds you know and he likes to obviously stitch them up and, and pose them in really great poses and whatnot and they come alive and decide to attack him. Just the one at first. <laughs> but then there's three of them. Then there's three of them. <laughs> and I was honestly waiting for them to peck his goddamn eyes out I, and eat I, them. I, I, was, I was like, this is a Lucio Fulci movie. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but now we get to see them biting out of his neck and huge gash on his forehead. But now he... Uh... But I do like one of his, his lines that he delivers. Right. I think he says something like, Birds of darkness, consume me. So, oh, wow. He's really free. He, at least he's given it in his awe yeah. in his performance. Like, compared to everybody else, but that, he was absolutely lifeless. But that bad saxophone that came with it over his dead corpse, I was like, <laughs> what? Didn't somebody in the editing suite go, this music does not work with this death sequence? We can't afford any more, so. It's And it turns out that dad sees the necklace and he's told by Mercato before he dies to take it and just throw it into the river. And so he does. He goes to the river and he drops the necklace down and then it cuts to Egypt and the blind woman is handing another necklace or the same necklace. I, I fucking don't know at this right. point, to another <laughs> child. And so the cycle continues. I was like, well, I mean, so exactly. So that's why I'm like, so George being in that other temple or crypt or whatever had no, no. correlation because it, it's all about the, the woman white eyes just handing out or, cursed or, talismans. Or maybe it did. They just cut the sequences out and they never filled them in the process. Maybe, yeah. Because for an hour and a half, this felt like a fucking three hour marathon. And I just, oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ian, what were your favorite scenes from Manhattan, baby? I... I struggled, struggled to really enjoy any of the film, let alone actually sit there and go, man, that was my absolute favourite sequence. But the guy falling down the trap 
at the beginning and land on the spikes. That was a pretty cool death. You know, I, I, I like the cut from him going to the, the dummy, you know, and I almost sat there thinking, man, they just killed that guy off. You know, <laughs> he came to film one day and they just threw him on some spikes. Um, there's, a, there's a bit where Jamie Lee is freaking out because she can't find the kids. And then uh, Tommy comes around the corner wearing some stupid little rubber mask. And, and the kid playing Tommy, like, I know he's trying. It's 1982 and he's trying to be a good actor. He just wasn't. And on top of that, the bad dubbing. It's the bad dubbing. The bad dubbing yeah. on top because of it. Because I, I saw him in um, The House by the Cemetery years ago. And he wasn't bad in that. But he also had a completely different voice actor right, dubbing right. him in that one. So seeing him in this one with the voice dub, I was like... This is just weird. I'd have just preferred it if the whole film had just been in Italia. Yeah, in subtitles. Yeah, yeah, that would for have been sure. so much enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the sequence with the security guard going into the elevator and the floor falling away and him falling to his death, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, but it was memorable. The rest of the film, waste of fucking time. Yeah, I enjoyed the first 10 minutes of this film. All the stuff set in Egypt was great. Like, from the opening uh, desert shots to the pyramids to the the Sphinx to uh, some of the, I don't know, monasteries or some of the places that they go to in Egypt looked really, really cool. Yeah. You know, going into the crypt as well, the tunnels, the dark, the traps, you know, the snake jumping out and... You know, not the murder of the snake, but then the you know the the spike trap. I really enjoyed all that stuff. Really did. Um, but then yeah, as soon as we get to New York, that's when for me the film just dives. Yeah. You know, minute by minute. Uh, but the elevator security guy sequence uh, that that made me chuckle quite a bit. Uh, quite like that. So it's him desperately trying to get the elevator doors open. Like he bloodies his fingers yeah, trying to open yeah. the door. It's like <laughs> he's trying, man. He don't want to die. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, nobody even mourned or even noticed that he was gone. So that upset me. Nobody even cared about Jamie Lee. Like, her I mean, they body find just... her arm that falls through the wall or decomposed. Well, that's it. Did she teleport away and then teleport back into the wall? Or did she just teleport? Like, that's why I'm like, are they, how far are they going on these voyages? Are they going through time and space? Is that why, you know, that's why she's aged so much? Is that why the guy in the desert, the comedian guy, Luke, like, did he? How long was he out in the desert for? Because we only just went, and now he's dead. Yeah. So, un- unexplained. Yeah. Uh, I loved George wearing his glasses over his bandages the entire time. <laughs> just every time, just laughed. And um, the, uh, the 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 final sequence, the uh, the death by by birds by being pecked to death. Yeah. Pretty viciously, I might add, because you get the POV camera of him, and it's these birds. Just attacking the lens. Yeah, the bit it, where it bites his neck and kind of pulls out all the flash and chunks. Yeah, I mean, if you look carefully, you can still see some of the strings <laughs> pulling these things. <laughs> yeah, totally. but I would still rather that than some CGI crappy birds. So it worked for me. <laughs> Ian, you recommend Manhattan Baby? Hell no. But then at the same time, I'm not going to diss anybody who is going to go. Well, oh, I need to watch some Italian horror to get some experience. You do. Um, I found nothing in this movie redeemable. You know, I mean, at least it's not fucking two hours of some guy sitting in a sewer for fucking four years. As that. Um, but it just, it was incoherent. The, there was no emoting from the actors. The music was really bad. The story's all over the place. You know, it just, by the end of the movie, I was so glad it was over just so that I could just turn it off. I didn't enjoy a, a single minute of it. You know, some of the jokes fell flat. Some of the deaths were just not really well constructed to make me go, oh, I'm really sad that that person's dead. Um, 
But like I said, I'm not going to diss anybody who goes, oh, Ian, you, you're wrong about Italian horror. You should watch this and watch that. And I should watch probably more of the better known ones, if I can use rabbit fingers for that. Um, but this, no, 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 no. I, just, I want to stop thinking about it, Gary. Yeah. I'm uh, also not going to be recommending Manhattan Baby. As I found this film slow and nonsensical and boring at times, it was absolutely lifeless. The plot is really bare bones. You know, there's many elements that don't connect together in a coherent way. And the demonic curse or the forces of evil are they're really poorly explained and confusing. And the performances were stilted, wooden and lacked urgency at times. And the bad dubbing and constant framing of eyes and close ups, it really didn't help either. The music was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It reused the score from the beyond, and it mostly irritated me how the music would transition to synthesizer back to the New York jazz sound and then back again. It really didn't work for me. <laughs> you know, along with the heavy-handed stinger cues for the highlighted of, of supernatural events, yeah. it, it didn't work for me. It really didn't. I did find myself, though... Enjoying some aspects of the film, mainly the dreamlike nature. You know, it's almost as if the film has a way of putting you in a similar trance to the characters. <laughs> it was at times pretty mesmerizing, you know, but the horror aspects were fairly tame. Nothing majorly shocking other than the real snake death. Uh, but the, the final bird attack moment was worth making it to the end of the film. I didn't hate the film, honestly. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, it may be worth a watch as this film has its fans, but for me, I would absolutely pass on another rewatch. Yes. <laughs> it's looking at you from hell. <laughs> Thanks for watching Off the Shelf Reviews. <laughs>